Welcome back to the family table. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Noah. The coffee pot is on. Pull up a chair and let's chat. You know, I think this is the first time we've done this where I've actually got coffee as we're talking about this. Well, because usually we record them like Late. 11 o'clock midnight. Late. <laughs> After we've, uh, kids are in bed and the cows are milked and the tools are put away. Right, right. The sun's about to come up. We are on the road today. Right. Speaking of the sun coming up, I believe this is the first time all summer I've been awake as the sun came up, which is that you woke up at dark, like it was still dark. It was, it was. I was. My circadian rhythm is just all out of whack now. You know what I'm saying? It is. It's going to be a rude awakening too next week when you go back to school. Yeah, it will. It will be. Uh, I've never been much of a uh, how, how do you say morning person. Um, and mornings are always rough on me. I'm always pushing it, getting it, getting there a little late. And I feel like throughout the year, it just gets later and later. Contract time, I'm supposed to be there by 7.50. And, but the thing is, I have prep period first hour, so... As you remember, we're not allowed to talk to Noah before 9.10 every day. Right, this is uh, an exception, not a rule. This is the exception. Uh, <laughs> I just... I'll, I'll, I'll make it my resolution to be more human... Uh, to people before nine o'clock this year. Thank you. So, how are you? Good. How are you today? I'm good. We're on our way to uh, Indianapolis, well, Westfield. We're taking the kids to the Indianapolis Colts training camp, and we're meeting some friends there, and uh, we're real excited about it. The kids didn't know about it till last night, and then they were just wired. And we were wired because I'm an idiot and I made full strength caffeinated tea with dinner last night and then stared at the wall for <laughs> the ceiling for like three hours while trying to go to sleep last night. So right. everybody's rip roaring and raring to go. Uh, Elizabeth, I have the question for you this week. It's right. not from a child, it's and not it's not child. a would you rather, okay? I don't know if you know this or not, but um, I'm not sure exactly what it's called. It's not the, it's not the Powerball, but the uh, Mega Bucks or something like that. Mega Ball? Mega Ball, sure. Mega Billion? I don't know. Is over is one point two b- b- billion dollars right now. I didn't realize there was a big one right now. So. Yeah, I didn't either. I was uh, this morning doing my uh, essential things of filling up the gas t- can or gas tank and getting Casey's pizza this morning, and uh, I saw that number. Actually, the number was nine nine nine, which first of all reminded me of Herman Cain, but nobody's going to get that reference. <laughs> Secondly. Uh, it was actually 1.2, but the numbers couldn't even go that high on the little screen that they had. And so, what the heck? I said they're $2 a ticket, so I bought five tickets. So, we have five chances to become billionaires. Right. Okay? Uh, just give me the quick rundown. Now, keep in mind, I mean, it's, the government's going to take half. Okay? So, we're only going to be able to have like $600 million when this is all said and done. We'll try to manage. Somehow I'll manage. Somehow we manage. Uh, what's just 
off the top of your head, we've done these little exercises every time right. that it gets real high. What's some things you're spending money on and what's some things you're doing or not doing? Right. Um, I think, first of all, I think we would take 10% and use it as a tithe of some sort. Um, not necessarily just to our church, but maybe take that 10% tithe and like almost like start a nonprofit right, that is something. all ministry funding based right. you know a grant kind of a thing but that money will go um, to that so I think starting with that and then great now we're down to 540 million <laughs> listen <laughs> there's no wrong answers or do you tithe <laughs> off the top or do you tithe, tithe off the top so I guess we'll be down to Right, as I'm saying. Oh, oh, look at these poor schmucks waiting for the school oh, bus. Oh. <laughs> oh, Sorry. So I would um, do that, and then I would obviously, like, pay off all of our debts. And with what's remaining, then I'll take us all to Taco Bell. <laughs> Just teasing. No, I would uh, pay off our debts, make help, you know, our immediate family pay off their debts, and then... Um, that's kind of as far as I've gotten it. I would buy another 15-passenger van. Uh-huh. And I think I would then pay to have all of our house stuff finished. Yeah. Yeah, no joke. No uh, joke. Anything else? Any other, like, big ticket items that interest you? Um, they're all silly little things that aren't <laughs> big things. Give me a couple. I would like to buy a chicken plucker. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I'd uh, we'd buy a tractor with a loader. Oh my gosh, it's top of my list. And maybe a skid steer. Mm. So that's all I thought of. I really, it's mostly not having to work outside the home anymore for me. Then I'm like, all right, we're good. Yeah. Don't do that anymore. What about you, you seem to. Have it's hard when you just like have thrown this on me. I'm like, I haven't prepared an answer. I like to see. The uh, Bible says, out of the desire of the heart, your mouth speaks, right? right. So, like, I want to hear, like, so I'm, if you're a horrible person inside, so I want to be here. Pretty much lame. Yeah. Kinda, pretty much. Kind of. What would the kids nowadays say? Uh, you're boring. Oh, I thought it was basic. Oh. Is that old now? You're a basic being. Isn't that what they say? That's it. Hey, you're a basic being. <laughs> I think that's what they say. Okay, so what'd you do with your money? All right. Yeah, yeah. We set aside the money for tithe and things like that. Let's get that off our hands. All right. Pay the government. Okay. And then I'm buying a tractor with a loader. My first, I mean, I'm not getting home from the ceremony or <laughs> I get the check. Or I'm not pulling into you're somewhere. You're driving home on the tractor. Pretty much. I'm going to get me a, uh, I'm going to get a whole package of a truck that's like the, one of those king ranches where I got all I fit like six human adults but it's got a giant but trailer but seven people in our Listen, family Listen, somebody's going to have to ride on the tractor in the back okay uh, I'm going to get the, a trailer for it and I'm going to get an awesome uh, tractor with a loader somewhere in the 45 horse range didn't have to have an enclosed cab. Uh, part of me would like to have, like, you know, the heat and air conditioning, but that's just one more thing that would break. And so 
uh, I want a loader and I want a, a tiller on the back of it and all the at attachments a guy could want. And I probably would pick up a skid steer too because, you know, I can. And then, uh, yes, I'll pay to have somebody finish off the uh, upstairs. Uh, we'd be buying a condo in Gulf Shores, Alabama, <laughs> uh, that we could uh, go there. And I don't have lots of places I want to travel to, but I just want to, to have like full setups and like here and in Gulf Shores. And uh, you know, I, I don't have huge, huge tastes. Obviously, pay off our debts or whatever, but. Those are the things that I would like. So you're sort of boring too. Uh, I bought a tractor with a tiller. Wow. Made it boring about that. <laughs> I guess you did buy a vacation home, so yeah. there's that. I, I think I would quit teaching. I don't know. Are you like Kelly Kapoor? Well. And she's like, I'd still work, but I only work like one day or yeah. something like that. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Um, I might run for like county commissioner instead. Yeah. Well, good, 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 good talk, right. Elizabeth. Yeah. It's uh, always what, fun to think about the probability of it happening. It's not going to happen. Now, if a podcast didn't drop next week, you know, you know why? No. I, I think we would pretty much live our normal life. Like, we wouldn't really change much about our normal life but I bet we'll find we have a lot more friends and relatives no joke if we if we were hey so. people who haven't talked to us in a long time are going to be Come chumming up to us I wonder if Indiana is one of those states where you can claim it without like being anonymous or yeah, something yeah. yeah now they know where you bought it from and here's our problem is they'll say oh you bought it from there was a winning ticket in Brazil so at Casey's everybody's going to know Everybody will know. Oh, it's Noah. I'm kind of like Mr. Casey. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is always exciting to think about, especially like because there really would be like the the zero financial worry would be not to think about it. That would be great. I mean, there's no more budget. I was going to say there'd be a blessing and a curse, Absolutely but I, a curse. I don't know what the curse exactly. Well, just is. like I think you'd be constantly bombarded by sob yeah. stories of people needing money. Or ask them to donate to things. I'd say, no, no, get a job, you bum. Tom. And he's like, I'm your dad. I'm like, I don't care. Nice try. Nice try. Tom. Right. Tom. Yes. Dad yes, babe. Dad <laughs> They're dad. narking on their dad for eating Casey's pizza at 6 o'clock in the morning. <sighs> Okay, well, we're driving through Plainfield. What was it we wanted to talk about today? Um, so, we talked last week about 4-H and stuff. So, a couple of things we want to talk about is we're going to do a little summer wrap-up. Um, we do go back to the real world next week. And we're going to give the kids a chance to talk about some of their summer highlights. But uh, this weekend, um, we're sort of making this. This is the second time we're doing it this way. So, I guess it's become an annual tradition is we are processing our turkeys um, the Saturday before we go back to real world. And so it, we sort of wanted to talk about that process from start to finish for a few minutes before we get into the summer breakdown. The turkeys, we currently have 10 turkeys 
and we will be processing all of them on Saturday. We also are going to process uh, the roosters that we hatched out last spring. We have you know between five and seven out there to do. Uh, that meat isn't like a delicacy meat by it's any means. It's it's kind of tough and and a little gamey. But what I found last year is I used that meat to make stock. Um, and then also that meat then from the stock was good in soups and like casseroles and stuff. Stay it's not a, a chicken that you're going to roast with right. vegetables and eat. Um, part of that is like, we don't need these roosters. Roosters are sort of a dime a dozen. And so we're either just going to kill them because they're driving me crazy and driving the ladies crazy or we can make some sort of something with them so that's what why we do that uh, with them so we don't want to just feed something that's useless it doesn't do anything for us and right. and uh it'll be better for our genetics if we get rid of because they are related to some in there so we keep yeah. our our original roosters we have four original roosters and they all get along they're like the four families you know what I'm saying? Like the mafia. The Ooh, mafia. Nobody got my Robert De Niro no. face. No. We're on a podcast. We can't Ooh, see I'm send, send word to the bard rock that uh, the log Do it again. Ooh, the four fans. Okay, I took a picture. Yeah. I'll put it in the comments um, of his. Uh, I mean, it's it's uncanny. Spot the on impression. Listen, it's, it's spot on. 7.22 in the morning. You're lucky I'm letting you talk to me. That's okay? true. So, yes, and when we hatch, and then we've said this before, you sort of count for a 50% of your hatch rate to be roosters. And all right now, I, I counted about seven out there. Um, there might be a few more. We do that day of, I just gonna go in and pluck them from the- Don't take her off on processing oh. day. Look at me wrong, roosters, or anybody. You're, you're going to the scalder. So, we, like I said, we bought, we're doing the roosters and our turkeys. Our turkeys we purchased as chicks, and um, they were born in January. We bought them more towards February, and uh, they've been raised out. They are, they really could have probably been butchered last month, but we were waiting because we had the county fair, and we didn't want to just have two butchering days. Um, so we have fed them throughout since, since February with a high-protein, uh, feed the high protein just helps the meat and then um, they've been out on grass and they've just been living their best life so that's interesting with our turkeys this time though because we have had them probably a month longer month to six weeks longer than our last ones is they started laying eggs last week yeah which is sort of interesting yeah, it's um, weird. Uh, I walked out there and I was like, how did a chicken get in here to lay eggs? I was like, oh, it's, it's the turkeys. So we've gathered about 18 eggs over the last week between them. And we had them for dinner the night. Ah, they were fine. They were okay. They were okay. I, 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 don't, I didn't notice a big taste difference. Um, I think I was mostly in my own head about it. Of like, it's going to taste weird or different. But I thought they were fine. Oh, uh, here, well, there they, was something unique though. Something super, all right, we are just talking about two. They were super hard to crack, and I think oh. that's what deterred me a lot from ever using turkey eggs, is I had a really hard time cracking the eggs, and I was trying to fry them, and I busted the yolk of most of them, just because I had to get, I just tried to get them all cracked, so I really struggled getting them cracked.
correct. There was lots of them though that were double yolk. A lot of double yolkers, yeah. Which is especially odd because they're early egg layers. So I don't know. Maybe that's coming for. I don't know. I don't so, know. It was neat. It, they were. Regardless, they were though, good, not great, but it's not going to save their lives. <laughs> so, <laughs> Look what I gave you. They're more valuable in our freezer. And what's funny though is we've had several people say to us, "Oh, you should throw those turkey eggs in the incubator." And I'm like, that's a good thought, but... But it, boys and girls. Here's your biology lesson for the day. In order to make a baby, you need a boy part and, and a girl part. And we currently only have the girl part. So, they will not be incubated. No. So, we're... Okay. I feel like I keep saying so, 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 so. In, my, in seventh grade, I had Mrs. Jackson. Okay. Jane Jackson, probably... Right not listening to the podcast Very but maybe uh, she had a rule that we were not allowed to say like in her classroom like like I was like and, right, that's, and yeah. I hardly okay. ever say I should think of new transition words anyway. anyway we have the Saturday is our processing day and we're sort of making it a party I guess we we have had it's a kind few, of a one-sided party a one-sided party we have had a few people ask if they could come see it or learn more. Not, maybe not because they want to do it themselves one day, but they just want to see how the process works from works and or they want their kids to see how the process works. And, you know, I think it is important for there to be some sort of knowledge and some sort of idea of where meat does come from and where your meat, how that is done. And granted how we do it is obviously going to be a lot different than like Butterball or Tyson (laughs) does it. Um, And we can talk about how it is an easy thing to do, but it really isn't an easy thing to do because we are taking an animal's life and we don't ever want to make light of that or not have their value there. So while the process itself may not be difficult, it's not an easy task because the animal does have value and it is is a living breathing thing um something that we like to make sure our children know is that and we have this big talk we like to do with our kids and we'll do it on saturday is about that value of the animal's life and how the animal was raised for a purpose and this is its purpose um beyond that noah has a phrase and i i know it's probably not your original phrase but oh i'm sure i thought it up originally right no, and it's just a phrase that I, I think of a lot when we are in the process of butchering animals and um, in general with the butchering of animals and we're sort of toying the idea of butchering a goat to sort of start raising meat that way. But the phrase that Noah will talk to our kids about is the animals. Animal. The animals deserve a good life, a good death, a good knife, and a good chef. Meaning that... Um, we want to raise the animal humanely. We want to raise the animal the best of our ability. Um, we want to give that animal a safe place to be in a, where they feel safe and secure with food and water. Um, we want to cull, cull being C-U-L-L, um, which is, is another way of like saying kill. But coal is usually you. The overall term of coal selecting is out. selecting out your herd for the betterment of your herd, and it could be for weakness in your herd, 
or like for example the roosters it's overpopulated in roosters so to cull that animal not to do it just willy-nilly not to do it um, where they're going to suffer but to do it in the most humane way um, a good knife is that next yeah, a good knife a good just life, like we were, a good death. A good life. I'm sorry, yeah, a good life, good death. Good knife. Um, making sure you are using the proper tools for that, not only in the culling, but in the preparation. The preparation is the word I always think about. Like, like you don't want a hack job. Hey, if you're going to, as a, if I was, if I was to assume the role of like a turkey today, I'd be like, hey, if you're going to kill me, <laughs> right. Kill me kindly. Use all of me. Don't just use, you know, some people raise animals just for the most valuable things. Uh, make my life worth something. Uh, and so, yes, good, good knife, uh, good chef. Uh, and food is for the enjoyment of us. Food is for the health and the... I don't know. To, uh, to us and our family, like, food is a super huge thing. You know, because we're part of the families. And uh, Mia Familia, food is everything. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Good talk. Well, you know what, I, what I'm doing here is, is I'm getting on to 465, doing my best mafia family imitation <laughs> as I'm talking about processing turkeys at right. 7.30 on a Friday. Thursday. Uh, th- th- <laughs> What is it, Thursday? Anyway, you should uh, make the food the best you can. So that's right. all that meant. Okay, so that'll be Saturday. And this is also an open invitation. If you wanted to come see a process of this, you are welcome to do that. Um, people are like, oh, I don't want to see the flapping around and the chopped heads. You will be able to see as much or as little as you want with this. Um, and like I said, we do it in a humane way. Or maybe you just want to come and just see things and just general, hang out. And just hang out. That's fine. You want to describe the process a little bit? Yes. So here is your disclaimer. If you don't want to hear this process, here's your chance to fast forward a couple minutes. A couple minutes. Um, oh, for the next 90 minutes, <laughs> I'm going to describe in detail. Right. right. No, uh,. What we, so what we want to do is tomorrow, uh, 24 hours beforehand, we want to take food away from the turkeys, uh, I suppose, and the birds. So we ought to maybe catch yeah, those and set them aside. Because when you go to process them, uh, a turkey will eat and it'll go gobble, gobble, and go, the food will go down its gullet into its crop. And that's like uh, stage one of the stomach. And if you don't take the food away, when you go to process, there'll still be all sorts of unprocessed food there. So we want, it's kind of like uh, when the doctor for surgery, they tell you not to eat for 24 hours or however long it is. And it's that same thing. We want their GI to be as empty as possible to make it uh, easier for us. So we'll take their food away. We'll give them all, all sorts of fresh water and whatnot, but uh, we'll take their food away. And then uh, the stages of the processing are, uh, first is the, we call it the dispatch. That's when you call the, you know, we use something called a kill cone or a kill bucket, depending on the size of the bird. 
Yeah, you put a bird in upside down uh, a bucket. Now at the bottom of the bucket, there is a smaller hole and the head pops out there. And so the bird's head will be at the bottom and it's all contained by the bucket itself. Then you just, uh, on the right or the left of the throat, you just slip the jugular or whatever it is there. And very little actually comes out or happens. We hear a lot of horror stories from old old people of like, yeah, my grandma used to cut the head off and it would run around and it It would chase chase me for an hour. And oh, the smell and the horror and the... We don't do that. No. We use the kill cone because two, a couple reasons. First, it's more humane. Secondly, uh, the the meat doesn't get bruised up from flapping around going crazy after the uh, dispatch. And last part is, is it's an efficient way to get the blood out of the animal, meaning its its heart will still beat and the vein is open, so it will basically just pump itself out, and that's how it dies. So uh, they don't squawk, they don't make a lot of noise. No, it's not a gruesome. It's really there's not any of that stuff. Yeah, Uh, it's so easy a child can do it. Like a couple of our kids helped me do it last year. Did the roosters. Did yeah. the roosters. And uh, it wasn't super traumatic or anything. At least that's what their therapists tell me. And <laughs> so after that happens, we do keep a bucket down below to kind of catch the blood. And then after a few minutes, we'll take the bird over to a uh, boiling pot of water. This is the scalding process. And we put the bird in the hot water, and I kind of stir it around with like, I don't know what it is I use last year, sort of, sort of a shovel, or I use something to kind of hold it down underneath the water. Uh, the idea is you want to get a good scald on there, and the, basically it's a cast iron pot over fire, and um, when the, you can kind of just easily pull the feathers out, they're done. And then we move over to plucking, and this is where we borrow our friend's plucker, and it's a, think about like a washer drum with the big rubber fingers sticking inside of it, and as the bottom spins, it just plucks all the, all the feathers off the, the bird, and it's like, I don't know, 98% efficient, effective. Like sometimes I don't have to pluck anything, sometimes there's just a couple to pull out with a last knife or two. And then we'll throw it in an ice bath until we're ready to do the uh, part where you take out the guts and it's got a fancier word, but I can't think about it right now. Uh, and you cut a little, you cut a slit in the bottom and take out the organs and clean, make it, make sure it's nice and clean. At this point, if you wanted to, maybe you wanted to cut up the bird for put packaging. You want to put just just a uh, wings in one, or breast meat in one, or uh, legs, whatever it is you want to do, you can do it at this stage. Uh, you cut up however you want, and then, oh, it's called evisceration, is what that process is called, evisceration. And finally, uh, we would put it in an ice bath until we're ready to um, package it, and for packaging purposes, we use these bags, these shrink wrap bags. And uh, what's funny about this time is we kind of like to- totally forgot about those. And uh, we had to order. Uh, overnight. Overnight order. If 
from a website just to make sure we've got enough for uh, our, our day Saturday. Well, and like last year, we didn't have as many birds for us, but this year we do have like 10, so it's more than you could like borrow from somebody. Yeah. But in the future, we both keep them on hand, so when we have fellow friends who need them, we can help them out too. Right. So that's all, that's, that's how it goes down. Um, start to finish, maybe 20 minutes, 25 yeah. minutes. If you were just doing like one bird all the way through, uh, you, we kind of do it in stages. We, you know, we'll, we'll use a big tank of ice water, and after everybody's plucked, we'll put them in there, and then later I'll do the evis evisceration, just because it's a little easier that way. But uh, We already have uh, two turkeys spoken for. That's exciting. Do. Uh, so if we do. We, so we have eight at our disposal. We have a few plans with them, but it's exciting. It is. Uh, and so that's this weekend as we conclude our summer. Uh, it's been a good year. At this point in time, I'm going to take my mic and give it to Elizabeth. And she's going to ask each of the kids what their favorite part of the summer was as we wrap up. So she's crocheting. My crocheting done. Okay. So I'm going to ask each child... Tell me, and you can say more than one thing about some of the favorite things that you did this summer, okay? So, Amelia, do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay, what's your name? Amelia. Amelia. And Amelia, how old are you? Four. Four. She had a birthday this week. All right, Amelia, what was a favorite thing you did this summer? Laid in my bed. <laughs> Laid in your bed? <laughs> What else? What else did you do this summer? It was fun. Um, do you want to think about it? Yeah. Okay, Arthur. Do you want? Do you know what you want to say yet? Yeah. You do. Okay. What's your name? Arthur. Say it louder. Arthur. Arthur. How old are you? Four. Four. You had a birthday this week too, didn't you? Yeah. All right. What's the favorite thing you did this summer? Move to the farm. Move to the farm. That was your favorite thing? Yeah. Arthur, you love the farm, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Huh? What? Oh, and going to running club was one of your favorites? Oh, good. Okay, thank you, Arthur. Well, I can't reach a child yet. You, you thought your thing? Okay, go ahead. What was your thing? I got a camera. You got a camera for your birthday? Okay. Now, just hold it and hand it, okay? Say your name first. Hello, I'm Benjamin. Benjamin, what was one of your favorite things this summer? Um, doing when the parent. Do you want to see a play? Oh, what did we go see? Um, Big Fish. Yes, we went and saw Big Fish this past weekend, and it was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Anything else? I hope this sports practice is really fun. Uh-huh. Oh, I hope I get my football helmet signed. <laughs> They're like, for sure we're going to see players like up close. Like, I don't know. So, okay. Go ahead and hand to Elliot. Hi. Okay. Go ahead. Hi, I'm Elliot. And before I say what I want to, 
what my favorite thing was. I just want to say, I don't think Mom and Dad told you one of the favorite things this week. What? We had baby goats. Oh, yes. We had um, some. We had a goat have twin baby girls on the twins' birthday, which is super fun. Um, and Snicker and Coco are apparently at home right Snicker now. Snicker and Coco, and we have one more goat due any day. As of this morning, at whatever time, she was still pregnant. So, all right, Elliot, go ahead and say what your favorite of the summer were. I liked the whole summer. The whole summer. Anything particular? Give, nope. one, give one example. Mama, what's that? Going canoeing. Oh, that's why it was, was, yeah. We went canoeing. That was super fun. All right. What's your name? My name is Henry. Before I say that, even more important, on the twins' birthday, it was Harry Potter's birthday. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a Harry Potter fan. Okay, go ahead. What's your favorite things of the summer? Some of my favorite things were the 4-H fair, the... The auction was pretty fun. Yeah. The canoeing was fun. Yes. Big fish was awful good. Yes. Um, going to see Grandma and Grandpa. Uh-huh. Um, we're going to see the Hayfleys. Oh, yes. Some of our dearest, dearest friends, one of my best friends, they're coming in. She's one of my best friends and your best friends. Uh, you're not mic'd anymore. You don't count. Um, they uh, are coming to spend a few days with us from the state of New York. So yeah. And but probably the top thing is probably between the 4-H fair and this yeah. because we're going to go see the Colts play. Hoping we see you, JT. <laughs> Gosh. Okay, there we go. Of course, JT stands for. Jonathan Taylor, like Jonathan Taylor Thomas from the 90s heart That's we're, we're hoping to see uh, and every... Maybe Tim Allen will be there too. Who, how, well, I was going to say every teenage girl but it'd be more like every middle-aged girl <laughs> is hoping to see I, their heart throw. I saw a uh, what is it called? Like the picture one. Is that a real... No. no teen a, Beat. No. Is that a meme? And it said like if this was your teenage heartthrob, it's time to schedule your mammogram oh. or something. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Kids, those were all really those good answers, good. Uh, and I um, echo all of that. Do you have a favorite thing you did this favorite part of the summer? It was um, a good summer. I think it's been easy for us to feel guilty a little bit this summer because we did work a bunch. Um, I always see, like, people put out, like, summer bucket list, and I'm like, well, we didn't really, like, get anything like that done. But we did make a lot of fun out of just the small day adventures, for sure. Right. Well, our life has totally changed since the start, beginning of the summer. Oh, most definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we chose to do the move, building and the moving, and... I don't even know if our house had sold by the beginning of the summer. Yeah. Like, our world is upside down. Uh, right. It's... It's so... I don't know. It was a really good summer. Um... We've been moving in the direction that we want to go. Like, we've been talking about moving out there for over a year now, or a year now. And our dreams are kind of com- coming true. And so, the fact that we didn't get to travel much or anything like that doesn't really upset, bum me out. I did enjoy our, our canoe trip. Um, that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I, I'm kind of boring, but that's all about all I got. No, it was the canoeing trip. We did that this this week. 
was a lot of fun. Um, even the simplicity of the county fair was a lot of fun. It gave, I feel like we didn't have a lot of extra time this summer to... Did just, we go to Lincoln in the summer? Um, no, it was spring break. Oh. Um, okay. We didn't have a lot of extra time to like do our normal friend hangouts. We like to do a lot of like friend Fridays and stuff. But the fair gave us some oh. really focused time of, of getting to see a lot of friends. And that was really nice um, to do that. And you don't want this exit. Correct. <laughs> Sorry. And beyond that, it was we did get to see a play, which was a lot of fun. We got to see um, we had a lot of family time this summer. And that was really important and, and fun to us. And you let me over for Noah's Noah's currently merging onto the interstate, so we're going to give him two seconds. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it was a good summer, and it's going to be a good fall too. Just because school's back in session doesn't mean that the fun has to stop. So there's that. Yeah, and we're and we're back. Um, so we're getting ready to go back to school. Uh, I start on Monday. Elizabeth goes. She's actually already started. Um, and I'm looking forward to a good, a nice change of pace with life where we do start to get a little bit of uh, rhythm, routine. That's gonna take, it always takes a little while to get going. Especially it's hard when you're still living out of boxes. and Which is getting better every day. You like, don't have doors on the toilets and right. stuff like that. So like, you gotta make a, a goal to do like a door a day for a while. Well, maybe before we have people over this weekend, <laughs> have at least one bathroom door. <laughs> Well, you just got a new shower curtain. <laughs> right. That's all I have. What, Henry? So, yesterday, I spent two hours of my day catching Every time he tells this story, the time expands. Right. There was a... We, we found two barn kittens, and Henry chased one through the cornfield. He caught it, so... That was exciting for everybody. I named it Emily. You named it Emily. Noah, anything else? I feel like there was a big topic I wanted to talk about, but I, I'm kind of blanking uh, as I drive down the road here. But um, no, we appreciate everybody who's sent good feedback on the on the podcast. We try to keep it um, oh in- interesting. Uh, I think next time we'll talk about now that we're actually at the homestead. Like, what do we actually want to do with it? We've dreamed about things for a while. Uh, but like we've been around animals now for over a year what do we like, what we don't like uh, how big a garden do we think that we need and how you know if you could, if there was a spectrum on one side was off grid you know, bug out, grow everything yourself never touch society on the other side is uh, you know just but you know don't do anything agricultural where do we want to fall in that spectrum uh, we don't want to go crazy, but we are—we do want to be weird uh, for lots of different reasons. So that's something that you and I have been talking about, like mm-hmm. quite a bit. Do we? What role does goats play? What role does do we want to grow a beef? Uh, and so next time we'll we'll flesh that out a little bit more. Exactly. All right, friends from beautiful Indianapolis, Indiana, where the sun is up. And I'm still traffic cr- is heavy. And I'm still cranky. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say goodbye. All right, say goodbye, everybody. Bye.